This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi everyone, this is Delfina Correa from Be Made Whole and the John Maxwell team. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about how you can test your dream so that you can know what the odds are if your dream uh, will come to pass or not. This series is based on the book by John Maxwell, Put Your Dream to the Test. Today we have question number three, the reality question. Am I depending on factors within my control to achieve my dream? I'd like to give you a little story in history. In the United States, when the immigrants came from Europe to the to the United States, um, they had this idea that this was the land flow, uh, with flowing with milk and honey. They thought that the streets were paved of gold. When they arrived there, uh, they discovered that the streets were not paved with gold. And they discovered that the streets were not paved at all. And they discovered that they were the ones who were supposed to pave the, the streets. <laughs> They came there to do the job. So they went from fantasy to reality. That's why we have the reality question today. Reality is so important because it helps us to establish where our starting place is. Rudy Rüttiger said, Reality is the enemy of fantasies, but not of dreams. People who build their dreams on reality uh, have a very different approach to their dreams than the people who live in fantasy land. And I want to make a comparison with that today so that you can establish, oh, how do you see your dream? Are you seeing it from the eyes of a fantasizer or from the eyes of a dream builder? So let's talk about the differences between the two, how a fantasizer thinks and how a dream builder thinks. The fantasizers rely on luck. The dream builder uh, relies on discipline. The fantasizers uh, would focus on the destination. But the dream builders focus on the journey. They realize that it's not a destination, it's a journey. Uh, the fantasizers cultivate unhealthy expectations. Dream builders cultivate healthy discontent. Healthy discontent is, it's not that I'm um, frustrated or I'm irritated in uh, pursuing my dream it's just when i'm discontented it means i know that there's more it's a healthy kind of discontent because it keeps you moving forward a fantasizer minimizes the value of work but a dream builder maximizes the work that they do they're always looking for ways of becoming more efficient and uh, getting better <clears throat> fantasizers look for excuses and they create inertia you know they keep on uh, creating resistance but a dream builder leads to action and they generate momentum. A fantasizer breeds isolation. But a dream builder promotes teamwork. A, t a dream builder knows that they need help and they're always looking for ways of working with people to get the job done. Fantasizers wait and they avoid personal risks. But a dream builder is always initiating and they will embrace risks as necessary. I'm not saying you must take um, irresponsible risks or um, dangerous risks, but in life there are always certain risks that you are going to have to take. You know, everything, actually everything in life is risky. Jim Rohn said, is life risky? Of course it's risky. Everything's risky. You won't come out alive. That's risky. You know, the risk is around you. And there are certain risks that you just are going to have to take if you want to pursue your dream. 
the fantasizers make others responsible. You know, it's always someone else's fault. It's because of someone else that I can't achieve my dream. But a dream builder makes themselves responsible. They say, I will take responsibility for myself. Columnist Anne Landers wrote, Rose-colored glasses are never made in bifocals. Nobody wants to read the small print in the dreams, the fine print. So what is the fine print? I believe uh, when it comes to our dreams, the fine print is actually reality. The fine print is the detail that you need to know about before you can actively pursue your dream. If you want to achieve your dream, you need to read the proverbial fine print. And when you do, there are a few things you'll find out. And this is why we need to read the fine print. This is why we need to uh, assess the reality of where we're at before we can actually actively pursue our dream. We'll find out that the journey will take a lot longer than we hoped. We'll find out that the obstacles are more numerous than what we ever believed. We'll find out that the disappointments will be greater than we expected. The lows might be a lot lower than what we imagined. And the price will be higher than what we anticipated. You see, when we look at these realities, then when these things do happen, they don't sway us so easily. They won't knock us off our horse. Because we knew that this is the reality. The more unrealistic your dream is, the more you will be tempted to depend upon things that you cannot control to make it a reality. And of course, when it's out of your control, there's nothing for you to do. You just got to sit and wait. That's the fantasizers who sit and wait for things to happen. That's a fantasizer who thinks like that. To achieve, achieve your dream, you not, not only need to work hard for it, but you also have to make sure that you play to your strengths. I want to talk a little bit about that. Playing to your strengths means that you know, uh, it, you know what you can and what you cannot do. There was a professor, Catherine Arlies, at uh, Maycomb Community College, and this is what she said to her students. She said, we spend most of our 20s discovering all of the hundreds of things that we can be. But as we mature into our 30s, we begin to discover all of the things that we will never be. The challenge for us as we reach our 40s and beyond is to put this all together and to know our capabilities and to recognize our limitations and to become the best that we can be. You know, in my teenage years, uh, my early teenage years, I wanted to be an air hostess. But if any of you have seen me, um, it, you'll probably laugh, and I'm way too short to be an airstairs. I would have to ask the passengers to pack away the baggage up on top on the little cussie on top there. I'd have to ask them to do it for me. I would never be able to help anyone. You know, I'd have to wear platforms and stilettos at the same time. And then, I don't know how I'd walk on that. Um, I might fall over, but I would be the worst airstairs you ever found. I didn't have what it took. I didn't have the height. I, it's something I couldn't change, so I had to let go of that dream. So I, for me to become the best that I could be, I couldn't live that dream of being an air hostess because it was not my strength. It was one of the things that I couldn't change. If you want to build on your strengths, know that building on your strengths activates the law of least effort. This is one of the reasons why you got to build on your strength. This is the reality is this is what I'm good at. This is what I suck at. 
I've got to go with a, a strength that I already have. That's reality when you're pursuing your dream. The law of least effort is about finding your true purpose and your true area of excellence and then operating in that. It doesn't mean you're not going to have to work because you're always going to have to put effort into what you do. But what, what the law of least effort says that when you follow your own nature, the, what, the thing that's natural for you, and you follow in that direction, it becomes easier to live out your life's purpose. Then what you do is all the effort that you do put in, it just gives you a much better return than what you would get if you try to work on your weaknesses. Like if I was an aesthetic, I'd have to wear stiletto platforms. I wouldn't even be able to walk properly. I would not be able to do the job properly. Because I was, I'd be working so hard, I'd have to learn how to walk <laughs> on such high, high heels because I was, I'd be working on a weakness that I have or, or a limitation that I have that I can't change. I'd have to work so hard to be able to be effective. But doing personal development, which is what I do now, it's the thing I love. I love to help people and I'm able to help people when they have a problem to, I'm able to see solutions. And because I can do that for me to, to do what I'm doing here now, it just flows. It's easy because it's playing to my strength and my passion. So when you're looking for your strengths, and maybe you're listening here and you're trying to think, well, what is my strength? You can ask yourself a few questions that will help you to figure out what that is. You could ask yourself, what comes easy to me, but it's harder for others? You could ask yourself, what would I want to work on for a long time, even if I never got paid? You see, you've got strength and passion there working together. And then the last question, based on those two answers, ask yourself, what could I do to help people around me? That's purpose. You've got your strength, your passion, and your purpose. Uh, entertainer Paul Bailey once said, there are two kinds of talent. This is like, a, a, I would say, the law of least effort in layman's terms. <laughs> there are two kinds of talent. There's man-made talent and God-given talent. With man-made talent, you have to work very hard. With God-given talent, you just touch it up once in a while. <laughs> And you flourish and you flow in it because it comes naturally to you. Another point on um, uh, building your strengths is that when you build on your strengths, it enables you to have consistently good results. Maximum effort and maximum strength produces a maximum return. You see that? That's the law of least effort. Maximum effort plus maximum strength produces a maximum return. Now I want to ask you a question. Do you have the right habits to achieve your dream? Uh, J. Paul Getty, he was the founder of Getty Oil Company. He said, the individual who wants to reach the top in business must appreciate the might and force of habit. He must be quick to break those habits that can break him. And he must be quick to adopt those practices that will become the habits that will help him to achieve the success that he desires. Aristotle also said it very simply. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. So you want to match your habit with your dream. You don't match your dream with your habit. Because normally the habits are, need to be improved to reach the dream. If we lower our dream to meet our habits, then we're going to come short. So we've got to Focus on the dream 
and say, what habits do I need to have or what habits do I need to change for me to reach my dream? Uh, The reality roadmap looks like this. You have a starting point where you discover your dream. Then you find out what your strengths are. And from those strengths, you produce healthy habits. And when you start to operate with those habits and you start to do them every day, suddenly your potential increases and eventually you will reach your dream. You start at a point where you discover your dream, use your strengths, create healthy habits, suddenly you'll see potential and ultimately you will reach your dream. Reality is actually the foundation of your dream. Because that's your starting point. That's where you begin. And from there, you build to the point where you will reach your dream. The reality is the starting position. I'd like to leave you with a challenge today. What are you doing today that makes your dream tomorrow a reality? What habit have you got? Do you have at least one habit that is moving you closer towards your dream? This is Delfina Correa from Be Made Whole and the John Maxwell team. Please join me again next week as we continue with question number four in putting your dream to the test. I want to help you so that you can accomplish your dream. Uh, if you'd like to know anything more about um, about a Be Made Whole, you can go to bemadewhole.co.za. There you'll find all the John Maxwell courses that I'm licensed to give as well as my course. And you will also see the books that I've written there and you're welcome to purchase that online. If you want to know anything more about personal development, please feel free to contact me via the contact form. And I will see you again next week. Thank you very much. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.